This is episode 28 with Kerry Williams. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Olympic-level coach, former boxer, and CEO of Boxing and Barbells, Kerry Williams. Carrie shares her story of how relentlessness, passion, and patience were her keys to becoming the woman that she is today. Currently, she is all about giving back to the community and the next generation of athletes, and her message reflects that. So without further ado, please welcome on Carrie. First question I had for you was, you know, just give us an overview of your background. Um, what really sparked your interest in boxing in particular? Well, my story is really backwards from uh, what you would kind of consider a traditional um, athlete to coach to gym owner. Um, it was completely opposite. I actually opened my first boxing gym um Oh, gosh, it's been like 22 years, a really long time ago. And I had no experience whatsoever in the sport and actually not even in the fitness industry. So um, so anyway, that's a really long story. But what ended up happening was I found out that I was pretty good at business. Um, I have an environmental science degree, so it had nothing to do with school. But uh, I started to do really well with the gym and it got to a point where the head trainer that I had hired needed help. And they said, well, I'm going to need you to come on and help me coach. So I started to learn how to be a trainer and a coach. And then we started to also train competitive fighters. So we had a, a youth boxing team. And, you know, I'm up there in their corner. I'm telling them what to do. And it just felt really hypocritical to me for me to try to tell an athlete in the boxing ring that's, you know, somebody who's getting hit in there what they're going to be feeling and I uh, decided that I wanted to compete after that so it is a very backward story <laughs> well I appreciate you wanting to be able to relate to your athletes because I, I feel like every athlete growing up at some point in sport you know depending on their coach um, it's not uncommon for them to look at their coach and be like what you just told me to do what yeah I'd love to see you do that like come <laughs> on like there's no way you do that so it helps when you know that your coach has, you know, been through that as well. And they know what they're talking about. And you can relate better to, to your athletes because of it. Absolutely. It makes you a much better coach. <laughs> what would you say the hardest part of, bar- of boxing is? Oh, gosh. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, being hit in the face. So... Meaning that the fear of being hit is something that you have to overcome. And then once you overcome it, you become a better boxer. And then you actually start to not get hit. So um, that was the biggest challenge for me in the sport was to just be able to watch a punch actually come toward me mm-hmm. before I moved, um, you know, before I slipped it or I got underneath it or I stepped away from it or whatever. Um, Our natural tendency, obviously, is that if something's coming out of our face, we want to turn our face away. But you can't do that in boxing. (laughs) You you have to see what else is happening, and you have to be able to counter off of that and so on. So that was probably the biggest challenge I had. And don't get me wrong, the training is absolutely horrendous. Uh, So I'd say that it comes in a close second. Yeah. Was there anything that, I guess, helped you overcome that fear? Uh, I know a lot of 
people in combat sports always say, you know, it just takes that first one to kind of like wake them up and get them into the sport. Was there anything in particular that helped you out? Uh, I would say maybe just two things. I think one is that you have to be, you have to kind of get popped in the nose first to know that it's not going to kill you. You know, you're just like, okay, I just got hit in the nose. It doesn't feel great, but I lived through it and it's okay. Um, that's one. And I think the other is, uh, kind of being raised a certain way, at least for me anyways, was that I was raised to constantly overcome any challenges that I had. And so if that, if it came up in my sport, you know, that's a big challenge. I just absolutely had to overcome that. Um, it's something that was instilled, you know, in, into me from my father growing up. And so I think I took that a lot into the boxing ring with me. Yeah, it's always it's interesting you touched on that because it's always interesting to see uh, how family life and kind of how you're raised goes into being successful. Would you say that was one of the most important aspects, I guess, in developing your own mindset that's allowed you to have the success you've had now? I would say absolutely. Uh, being raised by my father was uh, instrumental in how you know I was as an athlete, as a, a human, um, as a business person. You know all of these things. But uh, I think also there's something innate in all of us. You know we're kind of born with something uh, because you can you can obviously be taught something, or you know somebody can try to instill things into you. But it doesn't always mean that it works. So um, I, I believe it's both of those, really. You're kind of born with a little something, and you're also raised a certain way. Was there any, I guess, experience you had growing up that really would highlight how that experience has helped you? <laughs> I do have a really great story. Uh, so when I was probably about eight-ish, um, we, we lived in a very bad neighborhood, and... Um, the store was maybe two blocks away and I wanted to get some candy. And I remember telling my dad, I want you to go up to the store with me to get some candy. And he said, you're a big, big girl. You can go by yourself. And, uh, I said, but dad, the, the girls up the street, they're picking on me. They're going to try to beat me up, which I was picked on a lot. And he said, here, you take this stick with you and he gave me this big stick. And he said, you know, this is, this is what you're going to use. If they start picking on you, you use this stick. And I just looked at him, and I was so scared, and I thought to myself, well, I don't question my father. So, I, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to take this stick. And I'm just thinking the whole time, you know, I, I don't want to use this stick. I just don't want anything to happen. And I start walking, and I'm, you know, again, it's only two blocks, and then I get uh, about halfway there, and then I can hear the girls behind me, and they're getting closer and closer. And I make it into the store. I was like, okay, I'm safe. And then I get in there, and of course, they're just waiting for me outside. And I just thought, gosh, what am I going to do? I can't stay in here forever. And um, as soon as I kind of came within myself and I made this decision that I was going to leave that store and I was going to use a stick if I had to, as soon as I made that decision, I turned the corner by the milk case, and my father was standing there. And... The craziest thing is he was not going to allow me to walk by myself, but he wanted me to think that I was going to be able to do that on my own. And he also almost waited until I made that kind of like conscious choice of I'm going to face my fear. Mm -hmm. And it was just pivotal in my life. 
that's awesome that he kind of instilled that environment to allow you to find that self-confidence. Um, but also from a good parenting perspective, he was, you know, he was always there for you. Um, he was never going to let that actually escalate, but you know, in an eight year old's mind, that's kind of the, almost the push you need, um, to give you that boost and give you exactly probably what you were looking for at that age. Yes. And he was a very young parent. So, you know, I don't know how he understood that he needed to do that for me. It kind of blows my mind to this day. Maybe it's one of those innate things that you were touching on. <laughs> you might be right. It could be. Was, you know, since you've transitioned, I guess, to coaching and business ownership and all that, is there anything from either, you know, childhood experiences, your own boxing experiences that you can attribute to helping you coach others from that mental perspective? Uh, I think one thing is that you're, I mean, it's just very cliche, but you know, you're going to get hit along the way and, and how you deal with that instead of kind of running from it, um, plays a big part in your life. Uh, and it just goes for everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be in a relationship. It can be in work. It can be in business. Um, but that really, really, uh, stuck with me poignantly. This you know, I, I'm going to step in the boxing ring. I don't really have anywhere to run to. So whatever happens in here, I have to face it head on and I have to figure it out. And, um, I have to figure out how to conquer that. And it definitely makes a big impact on, you know, how I'm looking at things and, you know, every day, but also in my business. Yeah, I think that's huge. And a lot of people's misconceptions, I feel like when they look at People like yourself, um, successful in business, they like, well, man, that must have been so easy for her to build, you know, this business that, you know, has had success. They don't see kind of the background um, behind the scenes work that goes into it, the trials, the failures, and all that that has <laughs> allowed to you to prop yourself up. Um, I think oftentimes sport teaches a lot of people the importance of failure and that success isn't just a linear path upwards like it's it's bumpy it goes up and down but ultimately it trends upwards and it also teaches you patience i'm not a real patient person but you know <laughs> the patience it takes to learn uh, a movement in boxing and it could be a single punch or a single piece of defense or footwork and the patience is required to learn that and to do it over and over again and to understand that it's going to take time to get it right and that really carries over into business. You know, you'll be working on something forever and ever and you're just thinking there's no way, you know, I'm, I've just called like a thousand people and I'm not getting any responses. But being patient and letting that kind of simmer and doing a follow-up and seeing what happens, eventually something happens. Um so, yeah, learning that patience uh, has been a big game changer. I feel like that's always the case. Um, I'm sure there's there's that visual cartoon out there of people, you know, working hard, digging for treasure, their goal or whatever. And, you know, it's always the person that gives up after days or weeks or years of digging. And they're just so close. Um, I think sport allows you to that perseverance to just keep going just a little bit further because all it takes is one one thing one phone call one um new client or conversation that 
you know, kind of re-sparks that interest in business and all of a sudden you're doing good again. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, so obviously along with your athletic career and background and coaching, you also have, like we mentioned, mul- multiple entrepreneurial ventures here. What kind of sparked your interest in getting those started? Oh, wow. Well, like I said before, my first boxing gym I opened a very long time ago. And I, uh, the reason I opened it is because I, I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I was kind of a bad employee, and I just knew that <laughs> that was the only route that I could take. And I really wanted to be a true entrepreneur, and I wanted to create something that hadn't been done yet. And so back then, you didn't really have any gyms where you could go learn the sport of boxing unless you actually wanted to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a, a gym where you could learn the sport, but you didn't have to step in the ring if you didn't want to. And so that's kind of how that came about. And, you know, I just really wanted to offer something to everybody that wasn't offered. And then uh, I grew uh, that company to several gyms and... Uh, and then fast forward, I the housing market crashed, and then uh, I moved out to uh, Santa Monica from Sacramento, and I ended up selling the clubs that I had open in Northern California. I opened one studio in Santa Monica, and I just decided to run it by myself and kind of be a one-woman show again, just doing my own thing. Um, and in that time, I started to think, you know, what, what's really important to me, what I want to be doing. And I, I really felt what was important is that I wanted to be some sort of motivation or some sort of help to young girls uh, that were in maybe male-dominated sports or just doing male-dominated, you know, what we consider male-dominated activities or jobs mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I created a brand uh, never too pretty, and it really was just the pr- the premise of it was, you know, I can be a feminine female, and I can still do some badass stuff. Uh, and so I started that brand, and uh, it went really well for you know a, a couple of years. And I realized within that couple of years that I don't like the apparel business. Um, it was <laughs> something that I thought out. Uh, at the time, because I was just more about, I want to empower, mm-hmm. you know, my female community. That's all I was really worried about. But I, I didn't really put it all together. Like, oh, I actually need to sell stuff to keep the company going. You know, I couldn't, it couldn't live on love. Um, and I found out really quickly. I just didn't. I don't like dealing with manufacturing and and things like that. Uh, so um, I actually just sold the company um, late last year. Um, and I did that because I knew that I wanted to create, uh, the boxing and barbells program, which is something that is a new group fitness format. And, um, I wanted to be able to focus just on that. I did learn early on with my first company that to do something really, really well, you want to just do that one thing. And if you spread yourself too thin, then you're just kind of half-assing everything and not giving enough to anything. So... I sold the company to um, one of our ambassadors' mothers, so it's you know now like family owned, and you know they're doing amazing with it, and still keeping the movement going, which was my biggest thing was to make sure that the the movement and the community still uh, kept going and had a place um, for them to you know post what they're doing and inspire each other. 
so that's continuing on, which I'm very happy about. Uh, and then I, you know, like I said, I went into back into boxing, and uh, I love teaching. I love inspiring. I love helping, and so this was uh, an avenue I could take to train trainers to, you know, teach other people boxing and, you know, do it as a workout and so on. So uh, now that's pretty much what I spend most of my time on. That's awesome. I feel like at some point you can only have so much impact as an individual. So it's great that you've now turned the corner and created a program where you're trying to basically spread your knowledge and of wealth of knowledge to all these other trainers and get them to share your message and, and your values. And um, I think it's great that you're trying to change that narrative of what might be the, I guess, tip, you know, the typical female sport or what people think of women in sport. You know, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, you okay. know, my experience in sports, I had some really badass teammates that were females and, you know, they would kick your butt if you slipped up in practice or at meets and stuff. <laughs> it's, that's right. not so common, um, but it's great to see it becoming more and more common now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's nice to, um, like you said, take the knowledge and all of your years of experience and pass it along to others. And, and you know, in our certification course, it's, you know, we, we teach trainers how to teach boxing, but we also give them this full formatted um, kind of class. Mm -hmm. So that way, if they already are at a gym or they own a gym or whatever, they can take this plug and play program, Boxing of Barbells, and they can, they don't really need to think about anything. They just need to know how to teach the boxing because that's always the hardest part, right? For somebody who isn't involved with boxing, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenging sport to learn. Um, so we, you know, give them those tools and uh, a formatted program that they can take to their gym. So, yeah, it's it's been amazing, you know, been, been traveling around and certifying trainers in different cities and um, soon in Canada and, you know, probably going to be going to the, the Middle East at some point. So there's just, there's a lot of different opportunities, um, lots of people knocking on the door, which is great. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm having a good time with that for sure. That's amazing. I feel like the ultimate goal, um, at least for me in business, and I think a lot of people it should be the same, is to create something that is bigger than themselves. Uh, that's kind of why I created this podcast was I wanted to, I don't want to take any credit personally. I want to impact people's lives in a positive way so that they can either hear from myself or, you know, guests like you, positive messages and just tips and advice of, you know, how to get through life better. And it sounds like you're doing the same Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's the highest priority on my list is to do just that. That's reassuring to hear. Um, being around active people all day, obviously, in, in this line of work, what have you found has been the most consistent among those who seem to be operating at, you know, that near peak performance or at peak level? and those who aren't really able to reach their goals? Uh, I mean, the, the one word that always sticks out to me is consistency. Um, and to me, that is eating the same thing every day, doing that workout every single day. <laughs> um, 
you know, you really just have to stay consistent with things. Um, it, it definitely makes a difference. So I would say that's the one big thing that, um, you know, the attribute that I see most people that are really, really uh, producing at high levels. And, and honestly, that can be in anything. It doesn't necessarily just mean in an athlete as well. It can mm -hmm. be in business. Um, but that consistency, without that consistency, you're not really going to get to that successful point you need to be at. A hundred percent agree. I tell people all the time, the perfect plan means nothing if you don't execute it on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> no, no. And you I mean, you know, just for example, uh, an eating plan, you know, a lot of times I'll help individuals with their eating. And I'll say, okay, this, I'm just going to give you these items. This is what I like to eat. And then a few days later, they say, well, can I eat this? Well, what if I eat this? Well, I'm getting bored with what I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I eat the same thing pretty much six days a week, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's really hard for a lot of people to keep that consistency and, you know, to just stay on track with that. Uh, they definitely get bored a lot faster. And I don't know if that has to do with kind of where we're at in this day and age, you know, with our big communication era. But, uh, but yeah, it's just got to be, you know, constantly changing, changing, changing. Um, but, you know, if, if they can get out of that little cycle for a moment, uh, they'll, they'll figure out that the consistency is going to give them su success. Yeah, I think what's huge there, too, you touched on eating the same thing for you know, six days at a time usually, is you're eliminating the need to make decisions that you don't have to make on a daily basis. If you have it already set that this is what you're going to eat, now you can focus that same decision-making power on, okay, what? who am I going to call today and what do I need to do, <laughs> you know, at, at work to be more successful there. It kind of goes to every avenue of your of your life. Absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I read this somewhere, but uh, Steve Jobs, he, he said that he wore the same thing every day because yeah. he didn't need to waste that time worrying about what he was going to wear. That might you be know? taking it too um, far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're not having to spend time yeah. thinking about things that are not really, it's not really that relevant. Um, so yeah, that's, it's the same with eating. You don't need to spend a whole lot of time trying to make up menu, uh, you know, recipes. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think with everything, uh, whether it's business, whether it's life, fitness, wealth, you know, health and wellness, I think the tendency right now is to overcomplicate things. Um, I just talked with another person that I had on here and a lot of common questions I get are, you know, what supplements should I take? Well, I don't care what supplements you take if you don't eat right in the first place. Like that doesn't that's not what we're focusing on here. <laughs> kind of deal. Yep, I want the quick fix, that's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But quick fix, you know, never actually is that quick. Do you have any tips for that next generation of either athletes or business people as they're looking to improve both physically and mentally in their lives? You know, um, I would say this is probably more mental, mm -hmm. but to give um, give less time 
to worrying about what people think about them and what they're doing, what their goals are. Um, you know, really just internally focus on on you and what what you need to be doing. I think a lot of times, especially with social media now, we give far too many shits about what somebody thinks about us. Uh, and I feel like, you know, our new generation, it's just too much. There's already just too much going on. And when you put that into the recipe, it's just, it's, it's set up for failure. You cannot worry so much about what other people are doing or what they think about what you're doing. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's your life. It's not theirs. And, you know, you're the one that has to live it. So for me, it would, I would say that would be it. I think you you hit it pretty well there. It's it's tough with the the Instagram age of it's you know it's easy to spend hours a day on there and most of us are just looking and whether you're consciously doing it or not you're comparing yourself to the people that you're following. You know, you're always trying to keep up with okay, what's so and so doing? Oh man, they're doing that. I need to do that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of practice to be able to look at those things and say Oh, that's cool. And appreciate what they're doing. But know that what they're doing doesn't affect me. And I can do my own thing. And it doesn't really matter what they're doing or what they think about what I'm doing. Yeah, and if it doesn't inspire you, but it makes you feel bad about you, then don't follow them. Mm -hmm. I mean, just seriously, (laughs) just unfollow. (laughs) It seems to be a hard lesson to get through, especially to the younger generation for whatever reason. Um, that the unfollow button does exist, and if it's bad, bad energy, <laughs> stop looking at it. Like it's just going to make you more and more in that funk that you're in. Yes, yes, the unfollow button is key. <laughs> if you had to sum up uh, what an athletic mindset would mean to you, what would you say that is, or what that looks like? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is strength, uh, and that. Again, that comes from within us, of course. Um, But really having a strong mind is going to create a strong body, which then creates a strong athlete. So the mindset is going to be first and foremost, and I don't care if it's if you're, you know, swimming at the Olympics or if you're just trying to lose 20 pounds. If you don't have it in your mind what you need to be doing, you're going to fail right away. So the strength up here and that noggin, that's, that's where we need to focus. Any tips on how to develop that strength? Have you found anything that's worked for you? You know, I have a tendency to um, go outside, and this seems very, I don't know, maybe it's random, but I'll just kind of look up at the trees, and then I like to hear... The, the leaves kind of moving around. And I don't know, like everyone has a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it puts me back into the state of me. It puts me back into a state of kind of internalizing everything and just getting all the noise out. And it's not just it have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be literal, but just getting everything out of my mind, getting the clutter out and everything and refocusing on what I need to be doing. And that helps to give me a lot more internal strength. I think that's huge. Not a lot, not enough of us are taking that time to declutter. It's just 
the and especially depending on where you live i'm located outside of dc and the environment here is everywhere you go it's just boom 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 fast paced you gotta run around i'm sure you know la is more or less a little bit the same um Mm -hmm. and it's not enough people take that time to take a deep breath step back and then it allows you to step back in and maintain that pace again I think. Yeah, it really does. And some people meditate. Um, you know, I don't have a whole, like, I've definitely got more patience than I used to, but I don't yet have enough patience to meditate, and my mind really just won't turn off. But if I can just take a moment, maybe that's my meditation, because I'm not really forcing it. I'm not like, okay, I have to sit down in this room, and I have to cross my legs, and I have to do this. Um, I think because I'm not kind of held by those restraints of what meditation what we think meditation is, but I have my own type of meditation. So I think anybody can do it in their own way. I think meditation and mindfulness are look different for everyone. And it depends on the individual, what works for you, like more or less what you just said. Exactly. Um, Last thing I got for you here, where can these people keep up with you and all that you're doing and what's kind of next in your life? Uh, well, I will continue uh, growing the uh, B&B program, and, um, you know, that's really what my whole, that's what my whole goal is right now, is to just grow and grow and grow, and certify more trainers, and bring the program into more gyms, um, and even into homes, so that's the ultimate goal. And um, for me personally, for all my social media, uh, my handle is Carrie Lee Williams so it's C-A-R-Y like Lottery Grant L-E-E Williams and uh, for the Boxing of Barbells it's Boxing In just the letter N Barbells um, and they're all the handles are the same for all social media so um, yeah I mean that's kind of how you get in touch with me or with the company if you ever you know anybody wants to uh, do a B&B class or become a trainer and bring it to their gym that's where you would do you know you'd go to find it awesome Carrie well thank you so much for your time I appreciate you coming on here and you know look forward to sharing your story and hopefully influencing and impacting uh, people's lives with it yes thank you so much for having me I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Carrie she spoke a lot about staying grounded learning how to take a punch, and how persistence can will you to be successful. If you haven't done so already, send this episode to a friend, family member, or teammate who can use a boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at Athletic Mindset Podcast. And remember, if you change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.